This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Just uh, a little bit here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning. We are... Chilling out. Amen, Sister Stephanie. There is producer Hannah. We are so glad that you are back today. Thanks. Uh, I just, I'm being serious. I, I I miss when you're not sitting uh, here in here with us. Um, and I'm going to stop because I'll start getting all sappy. Uh, <laughs> there's John Marsh. Good morning, John. I love it that you're in here with us, too. Uh, Brian House, and I mean that Brian Houseworth is here, too. <laughs> My name is Brandon Rather. A couple of big things this morning. Da, 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 Pelosi out. Biden investigation in. It's kind of a big story out of D.C. and the whole. I know Gary, uh, he likes to do the Frost Your Buns Friday on the Gary Nolan Show on Friday. He starts at 9 o'clock, but like on Fridays, it's like whatever Frost Your Buns, you can call into the Gary Nolan Show and always anxious to hear his take. On the, and here's the thing, if you're a, a newer to politics, trying to figure out what's going on, ultimately this thing, so a Biden investigation, what is it? So now that Republicans are going to be controlling the U.S. House of Representatives are saying, hey, we le- need to look at the ties between the guy who sits in the Oval Office and eats pudding and take naps, and his son apparently, allegedly, using his name to wield foreign influence. This is an incredibly dangerous thing. That's the bottom line. That is in Pelosi is out, and that's about the only thing I can think of. Uh, weather today up to 30. And I, I'm going to, I want to dare you to do something right now. I dare you to join us at the Tiger Tailgate <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow we do this. Talking about frost your buns. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we break all. Temperatures in the 20s, and even but, during the day, to. But it's the, a six thirty kickoff, though. Right. So it's night, and the bigger thing, it's not just the temps; it's the wind chills. Yeah, it's going to be rough. And uh, I mean, and New Mexico State's coming to town. You know, they may be a little more used than Missouri to playing in this kind of because most of the Missouri games have been pretty good weather, and have been in fact, actually several of them hot weather, where we're talking about heat, and you, have, mm-hmm. you know that's a different type of thing to contend with. But I think it'll be tough for the people in the stands. I specifically remember in law school, I waited till my third year to buy tickets, and I was like, okay, we're all in, and I was like, we're going to go to every game, <laughs> and I went to this game, and I remember I had taken those hot hands things and like lined every pocket, my shoes. All the way, you know, and I, I was like, and at halftime, I was like, I, I can't do it anymore. I, 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 I tried really hard, but I'm so cold. Uh, yes. it, it's going to be uh, chilly, but the wind chill, I think, like in the mid-teens, it's going to be dark when it's kickoff. So I am dare, I dare you to come to join us at our 93.9 The Eagle, 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS Tiger Tailgate, brought to you by Culligan of Mid-Missouri, High Noon Hard Seltzers. Buffalo Wild Wings, Bud Light. And here's what you do. You go to places. So, like, if you're in Columbia, um, you can go to Fringe Western Wear on Vandiver in Jefferson City. You can go to Carrie's Hallmark Shop on High Street. If you're in Mexico, you can go to Graf and Sons. You just, it's really, you just walk in. And, by the way, when you walk in, it's not like these people are going to try to sell you something. You just walk in. Hey, where can I get my free Tiger Tailgate Pass? As I heard Halsworth and Steph and Marsh and Hannah talking about it on the radio this morning. Oh, what do I... And they'll just give you some passes. We'll feed you. It starts two hours prior to kickoff. Kickoff, when you said 6.30. Technically 6.31, but yes, 6.30. (laughs) I I go. (laughs) And that's why we love Brian Houseworth. I always get a kick. When I'm on Alabama, I always talk about him. People people are surprised because I say when when it's the CBS game, in the paper, it always says 2.30, but it's 2.37 or 2.39, depending on when it is. Yeah. So when you're at 2.30, it's 2.37. This is 6.31, but goodness 
goodness gracious, it's going to be cold. So the Tiger tailgate will open up at 431. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian will be there with the stopwatch. I can I, I can see you at the gate with a stopwatch. It's 430. You got one more minute before you can come in and you're standing there with your arms folded and like a crossing guard. But you're not getting in until it's 431. That's right. By the way, for real. Yes, sir. Uh, winner of the week. This is off the text. Brian Houseworth for his consistently great investigative journalism. We appreciate that. Thank you for that the nice words. We appreciate uh, that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Very well, kind. While we're digging around in here, letters. Go ahead and read all of them. I get letters. Well, not all of them. So many letters. We don't get letters. We get texts. A whole bunch of letters. Man, we got a lot this week, too. I'd even read mail from a cow. 874-9390. 874-9390. And kind of want to mention this if you've been hanging out with the Wake Up Mid-Missouri family for a while. Um, we love the text. A lot of folks saying, it's so easier than, than calling. I can just send off a text and I have to wait on hold. It's a great way to get in touch with you guys. And the other thing, apparently, that people really dig is previously, we've done a really good job previously of responding to just about every, you might send us more than one text, but we always respond, mm -hmm. whether it's on air or via text. Or behind your back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's getting a, a little bit more challenging recently because uh and i'm not trying i, I don't want to sound like we're bragging here well we were down hannah yesterday and you and i were having a lot yeah. of trouble keeping up um but what we have found since the tragic events of january the 20th of 2021 we're getting an info and we continue to get this massive influx of younger people uh people newer to politics even people that aren't younger people that are older that mm -hmm. are going, you know, I've never been an astute observer of politics, but I want to know what's going on. I want to know how this is affecting me. So anyhow, so we've just got this massive influx of listeners. I'm not saying that it's brag, so we get more text. So I want you to know if we're not responding to your text, it's... It's because Brandon is crabby that you're fact-checking him. <laughs> <laughs> because Ralph is helping us out here. Please know that we, we, we're responding as much as we can, and I want you to know we appreciate that, and, and we do, we read all of them, and we try to, if we're not responding personally, we're at least trying to cover them on air. What's in the mailbag this morning? Well, you were trying to estimate how many people are actually going to see Taylor Swift and KC, and Ralph is reminding us, he said he went to the straight Stapleton concert, and he said that he thinks there was around 60,000, because of course the stage goes at one end, so it blocks a whole yeah. section. And so the stadium itself holds about 75,000 people. We're not exactly sure how many Taylor Swift tickets went on sale, but not not that many more than 75. He's saying he thinks it's about 60. About 60, and she's doing uh, two shows. As a matter of fact, that's why Hannah wasn't here yesterday. She waited in queue all day yesterday to buy her Taylor Swift tickets. No. <laughs> that's not no. true. It's like the men that are really obsessed with sports that have the multiple screens going on the weekend. Do you know that the Swifties probably had, like, multiple devices, like, all in the queue, ready to go? And then some people still didn't get their tickets. Ashley Emma was on the Randy Tobler show yesterday. Randy's <laughs> here at 4. She fills in. She Ashley comes and hangs out with us and co-hosts once in a while here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. She's talking about where her business, she 
she had people, everybody's on their screens, and this is everybody, and it was just a, a disastrous thing for Ticketmaster. Uh, really, other things in the mailbag this morning. Did it? Oh, question from listener uh, Brenda, who is grateful, by the way, that the chicken pluckers are coming today. Is that is she pulling? Is Brenda pulling my leg, or is a chicken plucker like? Is there a union? For chicken pluckers. <laughs> I thought it was like a device. Is there like a, a tool or something? Or you just pluck the chickens with your hand? I have yeah. no idea. There are um, there are unions that represent, for instance, some of the poultry workers um, in, in Missouri, but I'm not aware of... Okay. Hannah, I, didn't you I, get a degree in ag? Come on. What do you... How do you... Usually, like the chicken pluckers that I've seen, it's kind of like a bin, and it's got a bunch of... I don't know if they're rubber yeah. or springs sometimes... And you throw your bird in there, and it tosses it around like a washing machine, and it just plucks all the feathers off that way as it t- tosses around the bin. Do you kill the chicken first? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Awful. If not, they don't survive, right? <laughs> chicken, you chicken plucker. Thank you for that, Brenda. We appreciate that. Who was the... We had a... There was an elected official who killed the chicken in a commercial. Moon. Now, now State yeah. Senator Mike, yep. Mike Moon. Um, and did in his overalls. Vid- <laughs> and, and did it on video, yep. yeah. He did take some enormous criticism for that. Yeah. yeah. Da-da, da-da. Uh, also in the mailbag this morning's we're digging around. Uh, I want to thank a couple of folks for that. We were talking earlier about... Special, it specifically happens to be Christmas movies that we don't get. I, was, I tried watching A Christmas Story again last week, and I've never watched that movie all the way through. And I keep trying at some point the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same, same thing. thing. And expecting a different result. And I keep trying. I keep giving it an honest shot. I have never gotten into the movie A Christmas Story. I tried watching it last weekend, and it's just... It's boring. To me, it's stupid and i hate and i get it people love it i'm not knocking you but we've been getting several texts saying i'm glad you said something but i thought i was the only one that don't 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 get the thing with the christmas which in which movie is i'm from christmas story ralphie the bb gun your eye out out. no i'm I'm not familiar with that one peter billingsley the guy who played ralphie there's a remake on one of the cable or streaming services Mm -hmm. uh he has spent a lot of time over the years now behind the camera directing and stuff like uh stuff like that we continue to... Oh, Brenda has a question regarding campaign signs. Any idea how long campaign signs... Uh, like, is there a time limit? They have to be done following an election. A lot of ordinances, okay. they say you can't put them up before a certain time, and then they have to be okay. down. Um, so it can so be different depending on where different. you live. Yeah, you should find no, out from your particular city. There's no statewide um, There's no statewide law on it, but it does give the jurisdiction to the municipality. Okay. So I'm not sure what jurisdictions she is in. Uh, we occasionally get that uh, that question, and the other question we occasionally get, uh, Brandon, is how long when a business is going out of business can they have a, a going out of business sale? And, yes. and, live, and there are some restrictions on that as well because it used to be a ploy. Oh, they would go, they'd be going out of business all the time, you know. And then there, the, and I remember, <laughs> and depending on where you live, you could go through the legal arguments where businesses would say, "Hey, if." If I have freedom of speech to say we're not going out of business, but I can call it a going out of business sale, yep. 
That's yeah. a contentious. Uh, yeah, that's it's. We've right. gotten calls over that over, over the years. Uh, Brenda says, uh, "Thanks for the answer, there, Steph. Could all the weed sm- smokers please go out and clean up the A three signs? Thank you uh, for that." Uh, and so more text re- regarding Taylor Swift at Arrowhead and the mess that was uh, with Ticketmaster yesterday. So she's playing two concerts there, 120. I'm guessing well over, uh, I can't imagine, the hundreds of thousands of people just here in Missouri trying to get those tickets. And what happened with Ticketmaster? They crashed, quit ticket sales. It's a uh, just a, a crazy thing. Coming up, uh, we're going to be doing the morning bell. Business news, a little twist only. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Morning. 8.25, time for the Morning Bell business news. A little twist only Stephanie Bell can uh, can give you. Stephanie stepped out to do uh, important stuff, so I'll handle this important stuff. Business news. Uh, so this, this is interesting, and it's kind of like, man, paths are crossing between business, commerce, and politics. We've heard people say for a long, long time, and that's why I'm still astounded at some of the election results that happened last week when you have people that lead with leadership in cities like Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, New York City, and all of the inherent problems they have there. And at the problems, it's not because of the people there. It's because of the people that are put in office that are supposed to, you know, handle business. That is the problem, and it affects things. And then if a smart person complains, well, you ain't doing nothing on crime. Ah, you're racist! No, not racist, man. So check out what is happening. Nike, of course, uh, the homeland for Nike is Portland, Oregon. It is Oregon. Uh, Portland Nike stores, they're having to close. Uh, They've closed a store, at least one of them. And here's why. Because people keep coming in and steal the stuff. They're stealing the stuff. They have signs up on the door that says, hey, we're closed for the next seven days. And then beyond that, we're not even sure because our community leaders, our elected servants, they won't do anything to stop this kind of stuff. They almost incentivize it by saying, well, we should have lesser we should have lesser penalties for some of these crimes. And then if you get arrested, don't worry about bail. So guess what happens? These people say, well, I'm... I have carte blanche. And we've heard all of the the, the true stories, people going into drugstores in places like San Francisco and in Oregon, where they just go, these people are just going, and they're picking stuff off the shelves because they know there's no consequences. There's just no consequences for them. And so now it's affecting uh, Nike in Portland. Several people telling a TV station there that theft has long been an issue. Shoplifting has increased. There's a sh- uh, church. It's right. There's a church right near this Nike store, man. And because of these idiot progressives in Portland not doing anything, uh, they're going and stealing. And it's church. It's right next to a church. And the church, which has surveillance because the crime is so bad where they are, because people won't do anything about it. Church has a surveillance system up, and they've been capturing footage of thieves fleeing the store with their arms full of stolen merchandise and you get these employees. I can't imagine how terrified these employees must be. And I don't care what the city is, but people come in and just steal and these employees are just standing there. Can't imagine how frightening that must be. I would love for some of these uh, these lawmakers who lack the spine or the intelligence to say, you know, we shouldn't go easy on crime. We should be sensible about it, but we shouldn't go easy. I would love to see people like that work at a Walgreens on the corner of 8th and Walnut in San Francisco while people come in and ransack the shelves and just take stuff while you're the 
helpless to do anything about it. Don't call the police. They ain't going to do anything for you. I would like to see elected servants. You go work that drugstore where people just walk in and take your stuff. You work that Nike store in Portland, Oregon, where these people know because there's no penalties. You, you go work them. I bet that might give them a little bit of context. It's like, Joe, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. A brief statement that I prepared. <laughs> I denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms. <laughs> and I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And that, Kanye, <laughs> is how you buy yourself some time. <laughs> There are two words in the English language that you should never say together in sequence. And those words are the and juice. <laughs> I've never heard someone do good after they said that. Dave Chappelle, much talked about appearance on Saturday Night Live last week. Even going into it, people talking, some of the writers said, we refuse to work on the show because we don't like Dave Chappelle's comedy. Rah, rah, rah. And then afterwards, the big talking point surrounding that episode of Saturday Night Live. Uh, it's ratings. Massive. But here's what uh, I particularly enjoy. I find Dave Chappelle, he's one of those rare comics that is smart and also uh, funny. He's he, he rem- not as funny as, to me, for example, like a George Carlin. Uh, not quite uh, as funny as, as Carlin, but I, I like those, some of those things, man. He is... He is on it. He can cover those touchy subjects because he, he's got some... Uh, you know, some, uh, I think as Gary Nolan from the Gary Nolan show calls it testicular fortitude. He believes in what he is saying and he is able to somehow overcome that fear on what the backlash is going to be. And then I'm going to go even further. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, who is Jewish, mm-hmm. uh, he reacted to that. And what he had to say about Dave Chappelle's opening monologue on Saturday Night Live, um, I found it worthy enough to put into our winners and losers Mm. of the week because of what Seinfeld said. So we're going to be doing that here in a few minutes, a few minutes. Now, I'm going to do this real quick before we do get into winners and losers. I'm not, I am a parent. My kid's 30 years old. They're in the grandkids, which are eight, uh, nine, seven, and five now. That number keeps changing every year. (laughs) Like every year it's different, you know? Um, So I have grandkids, but uh, they don't go to school locally. Uh, I'm wondering this this thing that happened at Hickman, apparently graffiti yeah. on the wall, yeah. and it sparked all kinds of conversations on social media, police presence. This has been a thing going on for almost, <coughs> what is this, the second, third day now, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I'm just asking a question. I don't want to get too deep into it because we're running out of time here. But I wonder we, and when I say we, here's my question, and I'll ask both of our news guys, even though I'm not talking about news, did um, did we as a community... I, I understand the premise. When you see something, say something. I'm wondering, does that get out of hand sometimes? When you see something, you say something. Now, understand, my context is that I don't have a young child in school. My young child's at a school or my high schooler's at this Hickman High School in Columbia. Yeah, if there's any something, I just, and I hate to do the old, well, back in my day, that's not what I'm trying to do here, but and we didn't get threats like that. 
It was just like, ah, somebody wrote some stupid stuff on the bathroom wall, and you don't pay attention to it. And I'll start with, um, I'll, I'll start with you, Mr. House. Did we as a community, I'm not talking about <coughs> news, I'm not talking about news, but just we as a community, as a people, do we, is that too much anymore? I don't think it was an overreaction. Okay. I think you have to err on the side of caution. Uh, and again, I can, I can only speak for um, how we handled it. We, yeah, again, but, not uh, from a uh, news uh, point. Exactly. Okay. But I mean, clearly from how we handled it, and I think it gets back to how the community handled it they had an increased police protection four police cars at the front door officers behind the building they took it seriously and they had to because and we don't know if the, the text was sent to you was the right one or not i tend to think it was we had a text of a, a allegedly a picture yes. of the bathroom stall and the writing on right in in also we had a yeah. copycat that took yeah. took credit in another district and also almost got himself actually did get himself arrested yeah, I mean, just the most bizarre thing. So, no, I don't think they overreacted to it. All right, Marsh, do you think there are a bunch of parents? Let's, actual parents. Actual parents. Not just us as a community, but do you think there are parents going, oh, come on, man, really? All of this, three days, we're, we're talking about this for some Well, I don't know. In this day and age of the school okay. shootings and all, and like Brian said, erring on the side of caution, yeah, there may be that small minority of people, but boy, if it's your kid in the school over there yeah. and the things we see repeatedly across the country, no, I'm, you know, they have to deal with it. They don't have a choice. And, and Brandon, <clears throat> just very one more quick point about that. If you look at all the comments from um, parents on some of the <clears throat> some of our websites, some yeah. of the Facebook page. If anything, they wanted more information, not less, more. And now for nominees for the winners and losers of the week. So I am going to pick one of my winners of the week. I am picking the Columbia Public School District. Hmm? Yes, I am picking the Columbia. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Schmidt does not concur. No. Uh, I, I'm saying, hey, Columbia Public School District, is, uh, as much as I have differences with the mindset of the people that work there and the people that are on the school board, they really did. Their, uh, uh, Michelle Baumstark did an incredible job, I think, of, of communicating, hey, here's what's going on. Again, I go back to my context. I don't have kids in the schools here, to sure. John's point. Yeah, if this were happen at, uh, happening at Ryder's school there in Idaho, the 10-year-old or 9-year-old, oh, sure. however old he is this year, <laughs> I would probably have a different take. Brian, who do you got for winners and losers? I've got two uh, winners. I want to nominate um, Dr. Nathan Graneman and Gregory Stafford at ME Healthcare for the last month taking care of me when I had stomach flu. Wonderful work. They did a great job and thank you for getting me healthy. I'm very grateful. And also I'm nominating uh, Gary Pinkle. Gary Pinkle tonight, Brandon, uh, who's a frequent guest on, on the show, he is going to be inducted tonight into the University of Missouri Sports Athletics Hall of Fame. I think it's great. And um, he, he's very humble, as you know. He's also going to get an even bigger honor here uh, around Thanksgiving weekend and then one at the SEC. But congratulations. By the way, if you're uh, still a hater of Gary Pinkle because because of 2015 and the, the, uh, the inaccurate perception about the whole thing with concerned student 1950 melissa click all that stuff during that craziness in 19 uh, uh back in 2015 
do me a favor, please. Uh, somewhere we have the podcast in our conversation with Gary Pinkle. Sure. And Ree, he's got a book that one of the writers from the Post-Dispatch, I think, they go, did they ghostwrite it for him? I believe Dave, Dave Matter and Maybe him wrote it together, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, read that uh, uh, book, if you're still a hater of uh, Gary Pinkle. And I wanted to do, 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 do. Oh, I'm, I'm going to pick Stephanie Bell, mm-hmm. one of our winners sure. of the week. Um, I think, obviously, a lot of us know by now what she's involved with on a statewide national level and the, the things she does and what she does here on the Wake Up Mid-Missouri family. But like a day like yesterday, uh, she ducks out of the uh, the confines here of Wake Up Mid-Missouri a little bit early, goes to Springfield and does some massive event with senators and it was a send-off tour. It was like a share concert for Roy Blunt or something. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Cher's Farewell <laughs> Tour? It was like that. Uh, and then after she leaves Wake Up Mid-Missouri here in Mid-Missouri, goes to Springfield, does a big event down there, Turns around, she gets back into her car, and she turns around, comes right right back up through Jeff City, through Ashland, through Columbia, goes to Sturgeon, and does right. some big event up there. So she, uh, I think she deserves to be one of our winners of the week. Marsh, what are you looking at? Here's one that we got, and I'm going to preface by calling this a loser because that's a couple of texts that we had kind of kind of pointing along those lines. They're calling the Jefferson City Board of Education losers. For wanting to put an eighty-five million dollar bond issue on the April ballot, uh, the the reasoning are, are we getting a sense of the reason? People saying, "Well, we can't believe they're putting this eighty-five million dollar bond issue in Jefferson City School District." Is there some reasoning behind that? Yeah, I think uh, I think the take on a f- couple of texts we got was uh, was enough was enough and being taxed, but the school yeah. district was quick to point out that the bond issue will quote not cost taxpayers any more what they are currently play, paying, and I think a lot of district patrons are questioning that. I'm picky. Oh, did you have more on your list? I've got one winner. Okay. One winner. Who's your winner? Herschel Walker. Uh, what for? For paraphrasing the 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 joke about uh, if a, a werewolf could uh, can beat a vampire, but I think he missed a, missed a bet on it, not taking that to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> Could a cowboy beat a werewolf? Oh, oh do you ever watch a find stupid movie later? Oh, do you ever watch a stupid movie late at night, hoping it's gonna get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Because the other night, the other night I was watching this movie. I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night. But it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires and cool people, are they not? But I'm gonna tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore. I wanted to be a werewolf. But then it's anyway, not a campaign. Speech. Uh, comedian later that night, this comedian uh, Roy Wood is the guy's name. He gets up, doesn't tell the audience. He gets up and does like <clears throat> some stand up comedy verbatim, verbatim, did what Herschel Walker did. And it was hilarious because you hear it in the con. It's just crazy. Herschel Walker on a campaign speech there. Herschel came, uh, Mr. Walker came here to Columbia, Brandon, in 1998 and spoke at the Hearn Center. And his topic was um, growing up in poverty and his speech impediment. He grew up with a speech impediment and was met, mocked and ridiculed. And he really, I remember, it was very emotional. Uh, and, and he has a Heisman sitting on his mantelpiece. He does, national <laughs> champion. Uh, brand new texter, John. First time ever texting, wake up mid-Missouri. Love that, 874-9390 uh, if you want to text us. Uh, I'm picking him as a winner just for this out-of-context first-time text into the show. Taylor Swift sucks, period. (laughs) Just my opinion. Have a great day. (laughs) Thanks.
Uh, John, we appreciate that. Every week, something happens here on the uh, on the show every week as we continue. Actually, let, let's do this. Jerry Seinfeld's reaction to Dave Chappelle's opening monologue talked about anti-Semitism, talked about Kanye and all that. Jerry Seinfeld, of course, probably the at least top three, five comedians of all time. He is Jewish. His response to Dave Chappelle uh, and what he had to say is why I am picking Jerry Seinfeld as one of our winners of the week. And here's what he said. He was asked, Jerry, you're Jewish. What do, what do you think about what Dave Chappelle said on SNL? And I can imagine this reporter waiting, waiting for some controversy. Whatever Jerry Seinfeld says next, I'm putting out there in the Twitter. And Jerry said, I thought it was very well executed. I thought it was very well executed. And I love that because Jerry Seinfeld is saying, here's what I hear him saying anyhow. It's comedy. And I said, anytime people get upset about any kind of comedy, you can say it's funny. You can say it's not funny. You can say, but when you start saying it is inappropriate, that's when I'm like, it's comedy. It's comedy. Get over it. I mean, there's some things you shouldn't be joking about, but uh, I, I, that's why I pick him for uh, one of our winners of the week. And that you are, and um, what an honor, you know, just to say a play. Leftovers, we're continuing. Winners and losers of the week. Albert Pujols talking to Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, first baseman, St. Louis Cardinals, wins the National League MVP award yesterday. And have you been following what the Blues have been doing, John? Man. Blues have been winning. That's what the yeah. Blues have been doing. And it's weird. So they won three in a row to open up the season. Then they went on an eight-game streak. In our lifetimes, John, you and I have never seen an eight-game losing streak for the St. Louis Blues, I think. Uh, and now they're on a five-game winning streak. What started their winning streak, I think, for at least three games? What were the St. Louis Blues doing different to all of a sudden start going on this tear? It's the power of a mom, man. Some of the players, they had this like group of moms that were going to a couple of these games with them, and they 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 finally started winning when the moms. Were going- I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed that one of the games they apparently had a bunch of the moms lined up right down on the ice in front of the glass, yeah. and it was yeah, you could tell they were hockey moms because none of them had any front teeth. <laughs> God, <laughs> either that or they were from Arkansas. I'm not sure. Sorry, easy joke. I did not mean that. Uh, Doug, I want to mention Doug here off the text. He's one of my winners of the week because he texts. And this is what I love about the Wake Up Mid-Missouri family. When you just text stuff like this, like the dude texts, and I hate Taylor Swift. There, that's all. Uh, Doug, just kind of out of nowhere text. Hey, the new the return of the end Chirito from Taco Bell, it's not worth it. It's four bucks. Doesn't taste like it used to. Doug, thank you. Now, he is a 51-year-old kid who used to love the end Chirito. Oh, man, that resonates with me. That was my post-softball meal. Yeah, and they brought it back, and Doug is giving a brother a heads up. Yeah, it's not that good. We appreciate that. This is going to be of oh, so every week when we ask for winners and losers of the week, ultimately every week we get dozens and dozens of, hey, nominations, the Dems, the Dems, and, and typically we don't do it because, yeah, it's too easy, but like this week I'm ready to do it because losers of the week 
uh, literally Democrats in the House of Representatives will take it this week. And now this is a first. So I was going to pick them for a loser of the week. Marsh, I j- and I was picking a local media outlet, okay, for one of our losers of the week. And something that they had posted in, I guess, an opinion section, technically, which is fine. But it was just, it, man, it was just inaccurate. And nobody apparently had this media outlet corrected it. So I'm getting on here, John. Uh, I don't know if you can see my computer here, but I got on and I'm going to get this story that I was in the, the story that I was using as leverage to pick this local media outlet as a loser of the week. They have put in clarification. They have <laughs> everything that I was when we were railing on this. And by the way, thanks to listener Jim Madigan for pointing this out. They have now added clarification okay. to the story. They have fixed it. I was picking the Columbia Missourian uh, for loser of the week. They printed December Harmon. She's a thorn in the side of uh, needlessly in the side of Columbia Police Department. She's a member of the Citizens Police Review Board, which is just a catastrophe. Or was. Or was a catastrophe because the city said, you know what? You guys are done. It's supposed to be a conduit between the public and the police department.